What's going on, everybody? I'm Mara. And I'm Tez. And welcome back to Sisters Who Kill. Okay, you guys have heard of the story, The Boy Who Cries Wolf, right? Like, my mom made me read it in my big grown age every time that I got caught lying, even in high school. So we're familiar with the story. You tell a lie, people believe you. They try to help, they realize it's a lie. You tell the truth, nobody believes you. And where does that leave you? get into our players we have two players today we have reginald day he is our victim and then we have crystal mangum our murderess crystal was born july 18th 1978 in durham north carolina she her dad was a truck driver and her mom was actually an educator she had what everybody would determine as a normal childhood. She didn't get in a lot of trouble as a child. Her parents loved her. She was in a loving household, but they didn't have a lot of money. It was still a loving family. Now, though Crystal loved her folks and her folks loved her, she was still, you know, loving the guy. She loved being in a relationship. So Crystal, in 1996, When Crystal was 17 years old, she reported that back in 1993, when she was 14, she was kidnapped by three people while going to Creedmoor, North Carolina, and she was raped. One of those people was her boyfriend at the time, who was 21 years old. So she filed the police report in late 1996, like we said, when she was 17 years old, but The charges never really made it to trial. She ended up backing away and dropping the charges. Now, here's the tea, okay? So her dad doesn't believe that this happened at all. He thinks it was completely false that she absolutely made this entire story up. Her mom says, I don't think that it happened when she was 14 in 1993. I think that it probably happened this year in 96 while she's reporting it. So... Her parents are kind of not believing her story or not believing fully her story. And she ends up dropping the charges. Um, Nothing happens to this overage boyfriend. Nothing happens pretty much at all with that case. She graduates high school in 1996. And like I said, her family didn't have a lot of money. So she ended up joining the Navy. Oh, she's in the Navy less than two years. Um, She started a little affair with a naval officer and, you know, military, they like things to look real crisp and clean and don't want nobody have, making them have a bad name or nothing, you know? <laughs> Listen, I went to school in Norfolk. And so let me tell you, the Navy folks, well, grown and nasty. <laughs> they and, I and do not care. care. Too much what he was doing, so long as it didn't make them look bad, right? Like, you got to keep your business your business. And he was not. Because not only was this man married, but he no fucked around and got Crystal pregnant twice. Hers two two times, pregnant. and he yeah. white. I forgot yeah, forgot that. that part. And you know what happens when you do that? They say "fuck you." You've got to go. And that's what they did. They said, mm-hmm. "So they said we're gonna um, we're gonna take care of you and give you an honorable discharge, but you can't sit with us no more. Okay, you've got to go." So. <sighs> After leaving the military, she's like, uh, what am I going to do? I guess I got to go back home. She goes back to Durham, North Carolina, and she's like, I need fucking money. So she becomes a stripper. You know, we ain't going to hate. Yes, they do. Make your money. I mean, if I had some, I promise you, friend, if I knew how to dance, I would be in a strip club. You know, they say it takes like but, a lot more than knowing how to dance. It's a mentality that you have to have because... You got to have that I mean, hustle it's mentality. More than hustle. It's it's like and you got to put yourself in a, a whole different space and take yourself out. That's why half of them be on drugs and shit because like <laughs> being a stripper don't make you feel cute. You know what I'm saying? Niggas talk to you any kind of way and all of that shit. Like, yeah, you like it when niggas throw dollars and shit, but it's still it just you doing it cuz you got to do it. 
you doing it because you like the money. I I saw this I saw this TikTok once, and it's this girl because you know some of the strippers are on TikTok talking about what they make and all that stuff. And one of the girls, you know how they do like the funny little skits. She was looking. She was like a man talking to me, telling me how great and beautiful I am. And she's like, right. I thought I was at work. <laughs> Gotta flirt back. <laughs> right. Like it don't hit the same. So she's dancing right now, and in 2003 she was arrested for ten charges of stealing a taxi cab of a customer whom she was giving a lap dance. Put that in your back pocket and smoke <laughs> it. Then. <laughs> When she did this, it prompted a high-speed police chase. Well, okay, it wasn't high-speed. They were going like 70 miles per hour, but a police chase. And during this police chase, while she's driving a taxi cab, she's driving in the wrong lane. After she's finally stopped, she tries to run over the police officer. She didn't hit him, but she did end up hitting the patrol vehicle, which, I mean... Did she say that she was trying to run over the officer or did her car just go in the direction of the officer and they assumed that's what it was? Because she's correct. And I'm going to go ahead and she may not have tried to run him over, but she but he definitely felt threatened. But, you know, um, white police officers feel threatened by black folks all the time. Anyways, they find out that her blood alcohol level is just over two times the legal limit. So ultimately, she pretty much had no choice and she pled guilty for four counts. She ends up serving three weekends in jail. She has to pay uh, $4,200 in restitution and fees and she was given two years probation. So she does all of that and of course she's got to go back to dancing because the bills have to be paid. Also, during this time, she finds out that she got another baby in the oven. So she's got her two and she's got another now baby we're in the year 2004 and crystal's like i need to start making decisions for my future okay so she's like let me get enrolled in school or whatever she goes to durham tech community college and she gets her associate's degree and from there she gets enrolled in north carolina central university and she starts studying police psychology how ironic so, she's you know trying to turn her life around and make good decisions or whatever and we get to 2006, March 2006 to be exact. And she's still stripping, you know, got to feed these kids, got to pay for school, all of this shit, right? So they get a call to come do a job for the Duke lacrosse team. And it's like sports housing, not necessarily on campus, but like, you know, in the school area. She over there basically at duke and the lacrosse team is there and they wanted to see some bucket naked dancers specifically white bucket naked dancers a lot of people are up in arms about that like why would you request specifically let me tell you something what if i i understand that because i do understand that people have their preferences because best believe i get a room full when of white bitches if i got a whole bunch of room full of i'm gonna be i'm gonna uh, be mad set what am I to do with these bats with a crack? Like, what am I going to do with what? that? It's, it's not working. I, 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 I came to, to see some ass, not some bones. I, I want to see it all shake, and I want to see it all jiggle. You know what I mean? Like, so I ain't mad at y'all. Y'all can ask for y'all little snow bunnies. It's perfectly fine. Have your preferences. That's not what they got, because Crystal is black, and the stripper who came with her was Asian. So they weren't really happy to begin with, right? The lacrosse team, that is. Um, and not only that, the strippers show up drunk and fucked up, but again, that's what strippers do, because they really don't like y'all niggas. They just get paid to be there, you know? Do you have on here that Crystal was on muscle relaxers and alcohol? That's why she was so I mean, fucked? but that's what niggas do. When they sitting there talking about, like, perks and shit, and then they drink and take a shot. I know niggas who do that every weekend. Then they start talking. They're like, um, where your sex toys at? You know, y'all need to do all of this. They're like really trying to make a whole porno movie in here. Like they want this shit to be wild. And they're like, listen, we came to dance. You're getting a dance. So shit's not really working out. And there was like, it's a little confusing because some people are saying that Crystal argued with the stripper and then other people are saying that the strippers are arguing with the lacrosse team or whatever. But the Asian stripper was like, fuck this shit. I'm out of here. Right. 
Right. So they go to the bathroom and they hide. And then they're like, okay, forget that. They try to go back out. They try to appease them. And finally, both of them are like, there's no pleasing these guys. They're hiding in the bathroom basically from the. When you get into a situation where you've been hired to go someplace and you are not hiding in the bathroom. Doesn't sound good. Time Time to go. So the Asian girl, she leaves. And then she gets word that Crystal is fucked up and in a situation. So she's like, call, I'm going to call the police and y'all need to go and get my girl. Doesn't necessarily say that she turned around. Just says that she called the cops. Totally. And I mean, I get that, you know, we're working together. But there are bitches that I have worked with, like in food service, where I'm like, I'm still going to walk outside with you while you take out the trash. Because Nigga, things you know, might happen. You to look out for everybody. Girl. You're a woman. I'm a woman. We're not. We're not in the best situation. Let's just make sure that both yeah. of us are straight. And so, I do have beef with that other stripper, and I feel like we have no no case has talked about it enough about how that strip that other girl I left think her behind. it's like a but, girl rule. You come together, you leave together. You know what I'm saying? Unless I've specifically mm-hmm. given like, hey, this situation has developed, and I want to be here alone. Then we come together, we leave together. Yeah, you and you I have done I mean? that plenty of times. Where it's like. I ain't making it back in the car. You got my location. Go. See you later, like, friend. But there needs to be a plan. Like, you you stay together. Anywho, cops come. She's fucked up. There's pictures of this girl laid out on the stairs. Like, she's fucked up. Nah, she did get herself fucked up. So, the cops come, and they take her, and they're like, okay, does she need to go to the hospital? Does she need to go to a psych ward? They're trying to figure out, like, what's wrong with her. So, they take her to the hospital, and, of course, they do, like, a physical. They try to examine you. So, one of the nurses asked her, were you assaulted versus Crystal saying, I was assaulted. One of the nurses asked, were you assaulted? And she said, yes, I was raped. So, from there... They're like, okay, she said that she was raped. Now we have to do a rape kit. And now we need to make sure that we, somebody at that party raped her. So then she goes on, she talks to the cops and she tells the story. Yeah, so it, so the police come and they try and talk to her, right? And remember, she's still fucked up. She is still on muscle relaxers and alcohol. She's just gone through a whole bunch of we just found her on the floor and she says I was raped in the bathroom at this party by like 20 guys and then she was like uh and then they come back and she's like okay maybe it wasn't 20 like I'm still you know I was drunk so maybe it was like 10 and then she's like ah maybe it was three but she knew that it was white that it was white guys and she was raped from behind then she says at one point she was held up in the air by a whole bunch of the lacrosse team in that bathroom so she's remember at this whole time that she's doing this confession she's going back she is fucked up like i'm just trying to think about like me being drunk right i've been drunk we have been shit faced so many times where the next day it takes like a week for me to remember what happened yeah that uh officer he's like he walks in the room she like she's sleep like trying to talk to her like are you you up okay we got some questions you know like (laughs) get up I just, I just, I'm constantly against questioning somebody while they're under the influence. Like that's legal though. I, it's they've we've seen it in multiple cases. (laughs) I don't think that anything the police uh, are the police legal. No, like, and I just I feel like that also gives you a chance to coerce something out of them or for them to say something crazy like child i be drunk and saying that i see a dragon on the wall like it start twerking on my imaginary boyfriend in the corner like anything can happen while you're drunk and so i just feel like being questioned in a serious like affidavit i'm gonna have to sign something that i said this i don't think that that's completely fair however even after she sobers up the questioning still continues she's a couple days later she still says yes i was raped and this put the entire United so States this shit, up in arms. it it really divided everybody. You had people looking at Duke, this white university with all this money, talking about some look at these privileged ass boys taking advantage of this poor black woman, and then you have other people saying this lady is fucked up and spreading lies, trying to ruin these boy's future. You know, and when I say it's divided, it's divided like an OJ case. There were. 88 faculty members at Duke University 
who wrote out before any charges were pressed. Talk about some y'all need to do something. And thank you for everybody who's been protesting outside of the campus, keeping this story big and keeping the attention on it. And y'all need to stop giving these boys all these privilege and hold them accountable. And they was like, get their asses, you know, which is a surprising turn of events because usually it's that the woman isn't believed and she's got to prove herself. Right. So, but and one of the big things is like when you when that happens on a university campus, especially for like black professors, black students, it finally gives that opportunity for you to have that conversation because a lot of universities don't want to have that conversation. For instance, um, Tazzy, you know the situation. So most of you know, if you don't, I graduated in 2020 with my master's in theater from um, I don't care from the University of Florida. Right. And the undergrads that school year they do this like devised piece and devised piece meaning that they write and produce their own theater work. So the undergrads did this child. Why I show up to this show. I show up to the show. Some of my black friends in the theater, we show up to the show. They got the white, the white kids wrote the show. They are on stage in KKK regalia. They were saying that like nine 11, they did this like spoof about nine 11 and how it was created by, somebody with special needs they had a boy that was damn near in blackface that was but he was like yeah you know i was raised by black folks and like this is written by white folks right so of course all the black students that went to go see the show were like um what the fuck is this and so from there there finally was conversation in theater about yes it's a safe space for acting and performing and yes school is a safe space but you're crossing a line and now we have to have these now we can finally have these conversations so that you can see the error of your ways because white people don't want to see the error of their ways until they're called they out still don't want to see it just don't <laughs> they have, still don't want to see it they, yeah they don't they still don't want to see it but they don't have the ability to self-correct and so even like for this situation at uf that became a big launching point for diversity equity inclusion conversations to happen most of the time faculties especially at these white schools they're urging to have these conversations but they're looked down upon why do we have to have the conversation why do we have to talk about there's so many politics stopping people from doing the Mm -hmm. right thing like so when it's so when it is something as big as the duke lacrosse team and we can finally talk about race of course people are going to jump on it because it is a serious topic in multiple ways so <laughs> so this just gets bigger and bigger and uh the district attorney mike nafong he was like oh we're taking these niggas down you know he was like duke y'all need to handle this i'm coming after every single one of you boys this shit is not okay right so duke is like okay we have to do something because there's all this media attention so you know what there's going to be no lacrosse season this year. The whole season is fucking canceled. So that's that's one thing because every year there's a senior, right? So every year you fucked up some, you know, that's fucking up somebody's senior year. That's fucking up y'all training for the next year. And it's just like, these niggas are like, hold on a second. We didn't even do it. So things were all kinds of fishy with this case, right? From the way Duke was handling it to the way police was handling it. Like, everybody was trying to protect their own side. So Duke is, like, trying to, like, cover access to their boys and, like, no, I don't really think you need to get close to them. And the police are, like, we're going to do everything we can to catch them. So they, they, they present Crystal with a photo lineup telling her, we need you to go through here and pick out the boys who raped you. But the thing is that the only niggas who was in the photo lineup were the people from the lacrosse team. So no matter who she picked, it was going to be somebody on the lacrosse team, right? Right. There's supposed to be at least one or two, like, you know what I mean? I think like out of just because if she would have picked just some random white guy that was in the lineup, then you can be like, oh, he wasn't there. He wasn't there. No, for sure. This nigga's actually a cop who arrested you that night. Like, you know what I mean? But. Which is funny because actually one of one time when they gave her a lineup, she did pick out one of the boys who could prove that he was out of town. And then she one time picked one of the boys that his key card to get into his dorm shows him swiping into his dorm before the this before the rape even happened. So finally, she's slowly narrowing it down to these three. And they're just letting her keep narrowing it down. And she was like, okay, 
it's it's these three right so so they're like okay we're going to pursue these three men to the fullest extent of the law and they haven't even got any blood work or nothing back so they get this guy they get these boys uh dna and they're running it and nothing matches not only does the dna not match these three boys the dna doesn't match anybody on a lacrosse team right they they found they took dna from 46 out of 47 of the lacrosse players the only one that they didn't take the dna from was the one black <laughs> lacrosse player because she said it was a white guy so the one black lacrosse player Ooh, he's you like, said what a time to be black oh my god because <laughs> i know i don't want to be wrapped up in that shit and yeah so it didn't match anybody so then the attorney general he comes and he was like this shit was a false rape allegation the da he rushed to judge and he's you know basically got him them out there like they're guilty without putting anything behind it you know not looking into it well enough and he was just like y'all rushed all of this shit and it should have never gotten this big it should have never been charged this is this is not a rape case dismissed right so after this but here's the thing here's the thing friend like semen inside her dna they found DNA inside her, but none of them matched those lacrosse players. So Whose was it? It wasn't like there was no DNA. There, it, it, there was some DNA, but it did not match those lacrosse players. So it's, it's just, it's wild to me. It is pretty wild. I was definitely wondering who it matched to, but with you being that fucked up, one, I'm sure it is hard for you to pinpoint faces, especially... I know people say it's racist. Niggas outside your race look alike. All these white men who y'all say is pretty, all these pretty white boys, they look the same. These brown hair, these white girls with the blonde hair look the same. But it's just, it's it's a certain familiarity with your people, you know? And I'm sure she did struggle telling them white people apart on that thing. <sighs> but this just did not end well for Crystal. She is now known as the town's biggest liar. Um, you lied on an entire team with nothing to back it up. It just, it it made shit hard for her after that. Everybody knew her fucking name. But like false rape. And she also didn't get any charges for this, um, false rape, rape allegation, which girl, you tried to pull a white woman. I don't know why you thought I just don't know that it was a false rape allegation or if it was the wrong I don't rape allegation I think that that's honestly what it was because there was DNA found and there's times where she speaks till this day and she still will say that she was raped by at that party so was it a Duke lacrosse player was it one of right who just stopped by or happened to be there who who just stopped by and it just happened to be maybe it was like maybe it was still a big buff white guy but maybe he was on another team and he was just happened to be at the party i've been at plenty of college um sports parties it's not just the sports players there even if it like even this break it was like spring break or summer break or something like it was a break so most students weren't there but athletes were there athletes mm-hmm. are always at school and it just reminds me so much of like all these other cases like i mean like <laughs> central park 5 um the iowa state that katie rob when she falsely accused she was like it was four black guys and they were basically like any four black guys will do they're like just get them let's accuse them of rape let's put them in jail um brian banks who was like about to go to college but some white girl falsely accused him of rape and so he was in jail he had to fight this case and now it's I just always feel like false I am always on the side of the woman straight up I do however believe that proper due process should always happen I do also however believe that if you are found that you have falsely accused somebody of rape like you have ruined their life like don't fucking play about it let's let's say that these these three boys are pretty I mean they're very rich, well-to-do white boys. So they are not my favorite type of people. <laughs> but they were proved in the court of law that they did not do it. So what happens to you now? Because if you falsely accuse me of something and I have to 
go through the ringer and I have to do all of these things and I have to spend money. Yeah, you owe me a little something, something. And um, that's something, something that needs to be monetary. Um, also, the Duke Lacrosse, the big thing in this case was like right after there was an email and this is like the big turning point in this case before we move on. There was a big turning point in this case because um, one of the members of the lacrosse team sent out an email like right after this thing happened, right? He was like, he sent the email to all the lacrosse players and he said, the email said, quote, to whom it may concern, tomorrow night after tonight's show, I've decided to have some strippers over to Eden's 2C. All are welcome. However, there will be nudity. I plan on killing the bitches as Uh-oh. soon as they walk in and proceeding to cut their skin off while coming in my Duke's issue spandex. All in besides Arch and Tack, uh, Arch and Tack are okay. two teammates. Please respond. So of course, like during the during the trial, they're like, "Here it is." They wanted to do it. But he said, "I was coming in my pants." <laughs> he said, "I was coming," but he said he was going. He said, "said murder and cut their skin up." But they were like, "It's probably that was around the time that Psycho came out." And apparent, I don't watch scary movies, don't like scary movies, but apparently this kind of has the same lineup as that. So it was supposed to be like irony to American Psycho. I don't watch that movie. <laughs> I don't get your joke. <laughs> I don't do, I don't, I don't do scary movies and I don't get a joke like that. And also this was like what, 2006. So again, niggas in 2006 do not understand your online footprint. Yeah. Okay, so that's over, and Crystal tries to go on with her life again, and she meets this guy. She can't get a job. She's really just trying to, once again, to get back on her feet after this huge debacle. Her name has been, like, all over the internet, all over the United States. So then in 2010, of course, the everything the charges are dropped and all that and then in 2010 crystal is now living with her boyfriend milton walker she has three kids now two from the navy and one after the navy uh so she's living with her boyfriend milton walker they're dating everything is fine i guess they're happy but on february 17 2010 her daughter ends up calling 911 because her um what do you call your friend what do you call your mama's boyfriend that it's not your daddy. My mama boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so she's like, my mama and my mama's boyfriend are fighting in there. So they the call them arrive. uncle. <laughs> <laughs> the police arrive and the house is a mess. In the bathroom, Crystal took all of this nigga's clothes, put them in the bathroom, and set them on fire. Burn this nigga shit. Then she tried to stab him, according to him. So she's arrested and she is charged with attempted murder, first degree arson, assault and battery, identity theft. Don't know where that came in. Don't know how that ended the story, but somehow she tried to steal his identity. Communicating threats because she said she was going to kill him. She made it very clear I'm going to kill your ass. Damage to property because, you know, she can't get an apartment. That was definitely his apartment. Resisting an officer and misdemeanor child abuse because of the fire was happening while children were in the home. They love to throw some shit on there, don't they? They do. So there was a $1 million bond, but it was lower to $100,000 in May. So she was released on bond on house arrest, obviously. So she was living with her aunt for house arrest. And during that time, she was only able to see her kids under supervision because the courts don't play about that. And that was only on the weekends. So on July 12th, she was off house arrest, but she was required to move in with her mom, of course. And then on August 25th, child, she was arrested again because she was breaking her visitation rights. Like maybe she was seeing them without supervision. Maybe she was going over. Anyways, she didn't abide by her visitation rights. So then she was arrested again with a one hundred and fifty thousand dollar bond finally she makes it to court and on december 17th she was convicted of contributing to the delinquency of a juvenile injury to personal property resisting a public officer and the jury they were like they were set you know nine to three you know because they have to vote so nine to three uh not guilty for the arson charge just for the arson charge like was it felony arson what you know arson is fire for those of you who don't know you guys are so true coming i don't know so after the verdict 
After the verdict, the judge's name was Abe Jones, and he sentenced her to 88 days in jail. However, she already served that 88 days, so she pretty much just got time served. Now, the custody of her children, he was like, I'm going to let social service take care of that. So social service ended up taking care of that. And um, they decided that they would not retry Crystal on the arson cases. And she also was able to get back the custody of her children. So once again, Crystal can't get no job. She can't get no apartment because every time she applies for something, it'll say Crystal. And as soon as it says Crystal Mangum, everybody in Durham knows who Crystal Mangum is. So they were like, no, you can't live here. They were like, no, you can't have a job. So sis was kind of just trying to make it work right so she ended up moving her and her three kids into the apartment with her aunt and her aunt was like okay y'all can stay here or whatever because you know she ain't got nowhere to stay family auntie they're not gonna have them babies mm-hmm. on the street right so her aunt was getting work done on the house and she had a painter come over you know to paint the house and the painter's name was reginald day he went by Reggie for short. Now, Reggie was born on November 3rd, 1964 in Durham, North Carolina. His mother and father's name is Dorothy Wilson and Al Day Sr. He attended Durham Public Schools. He was actually a former employee at North Carolina Central University in the paint department. Uh, Shout out to the HBCUs. Um, And he was employed with Scott's Painting and Decorating Company, which is why he ended up at Crystal's aunt's house. He was there to do a job. Um, he had no kids. He kind of didn't have a lot of luck with love. And he was, you know, he was getting older. You know, my man was looking for love. You know, everybody need love too. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So he's going to this job to work at Crystal's house and he meets Crystal. They kind of hit it off almost immediately. They're chit chatting, you know, they flirty, flirty. He could tell he's interested. She could tell he's interested. You know, everything's going well. So somehow they got on the conversation of like a living situation and allegedly Reggie was like, you know, I'm a little short on rent. You know, I'm just trying to, you know, make ends meet, keep the apartment up, keep me a place to stay or whatever. And Crystal's like, yeah, you know, I'm trying to move in a place with me and my kids. You know, I got a little savings because, you know, she put a little money aside because she couldn't find an apartment. So she's like, I got a little savings. So, you know, I can help you pay the rent. You know, me and my kids can have a place to stay so we can, you know, make this happen. Reggie had a two-bedroom apartment, so it kind of worked out. The kids were in one room. Reggie actually ended up sleeping on the couch because he let Crystal have the master bedroom. You need a place to stay? I need some money. Here we go. Now, of course, him staying on the couch didn't last very long because, you know, you know, Crystal and him did what they needed to do, you know? So they fell in like very, very quickly. They were pretty much inseparable, but... Reggie started getting a little sneaky feeling that Crystal was out here cheating. And this was kind of a constant little back and forth between them. Like, are you cheating? No, I'm not. Okay, but are you cheating? So, one day. In 2011, Reggie and Crystal go over to Reggie's family cookout, right? He's like, I'm going to introduce you as my girl and all. You know, this is going to be your big debut. So... Everybody at the party was like, oh, yeah, they had a good time. They was cute or whatever. They come to back to the apartment, though. And Crystal stops outside, and she see a cop in the car. She's like, oh, I know you. She go over. She talking or whatever. What's up? It's good to see you, right? Reggie's like, who the fuck is this nigga? And why the fuck you talking to him? You going to disrespect me like that in front of my face? And she's like, chill. It's just my friend. And he was like, nah, fuck that shit. And the cop is like, listen, <laughs> y'all got a little rowdy. I don't even I don't know. Even know like listen, that. <laughs> you got to chill. Take that shit in the house before I have to have to come in here and settle some things, you know? So exactly. they go inside and they get to arguing for real now, right? Like he's pissed, you know, you sitting there out outside of my house in front of my place. You wanna sit here acting like that? And, and, uh, that I brought you I brought your kids in. I'm providing for you. You gonna do me like this? You know, niggas. So, <laughs> pride. Listen, think you you can, think they own you? Like you can't talk to nobody else. Just speaking. That's why them bitches be out here. Let me not call them bitches. That's why them girls be out here. Like, no, I can't have no friends. <laughs> you know when a nigga try to pick you up, he be like, dang, you can't have no friends. No, I can't actually. <laughs> 
No, it's because those niggas have bad intentions. Like, I can have real friends, like, if you're a legit friend. But everybody that says that, you come with bad intentions. And I don't think that that cop had bad intentions. Like, he just saw Just intentions that I don't want to have back. (laughs) Unreciprocated intentions. Okay, so they inside. They arguing. He's pissed. And he pissing her off. Now, we done seen from the last... uh, relationship that crystal got an attitude of her own so she going off right back at him right so crystal goes inside of the room she's like you know what i had enough reggie i'm sick of this shit and reggie busts down the door because he's sick of this shit too next thing we know reggie gets stabbed crystal leaves reggie goes to his nephew's apartment because they live in the same building and he's like nigga help me his nephew is like oh my god who did this who did this crystal did it so his nephew rushes him to the hospital the police they got reggie in the hospital and (laughs) they know that crystal did it and they like we need to find crystal they're like okay let's find crystal but let's search this apartment first they go into the apartment and it's a mess like it is a door bust down there are knives everywhere in the house like in the hallway, in the bedroom, there is a knife stabbed into the couch. So, like, knives everywhere. The kids are not there. So, they're like, okay, I need to find Crystal. Then, 911 gets a phone call from a little boy, right? And this 911 call, the little boy is like, hey, so this man was beating up on my mom, and she was really scared, and she accidentally stabbed him. And 911 is like, okay so tell me about you know they're asking the, the questions what's your name where's everything coming from so they ask him what's his name he's like i just need y'all to come here it's really really bad and so the police head there and they find the kids at this woman's house where they were where they were being babysat this woman was watching the kids while they were at the party they show up and crystal is there but crystal looks like she is damn near passed out again she's definitely under the influence she's kind of laid out the woman was like yeah she's kind of just laid out here so um i was just kind of taking care of the kids while she laid here laid out the police kind of try to push her crystal what's going on hello crystal can you hear us and she's clearly intoxicated they finally get her to like wake up from this laying on the floor fit and they take her in for questioning while still clearly intoxicated so she's dazed they take her in and from there she tells the story of reggie being completely jealous breaking down the door after she tries to leave the confrontation and that reggie started throwing knives at her now she said that he kind of just went to the kitchen and was like throwing them throwing them and that's why the apartment was an absolute mess now the police weren't what this nigga think he is a ninja still early in Throwing knives and shit. <laughs> uh, friend, I was not expecting. I was not ready for that. I mean, I have been in some heated domestic arguments. To throw more than one knife, though. More than one knife is excessive. <laughs> friend, that's excessive. I am not going to implement myself on this here podcast. You're doing too much. <laughs> Reggie is in the hospital. She says that he starts throwing knives at her. And because of that, she was scared for her life and she stabbed him. She got a hold of one of those knives and she stabbed him. Now, Reggie is still in the hospital. Finally, his condition stabilizes enough so that police can come in and actually talk to him and get his side of the story. And he says, yes, there was an argument between the two. He says, yes, I lost my temper and I broke the door down. But he says after that, It was all crystal. He didn't throw knives at her and she just kind of ran up and stabbed him. I mean, like I wasn't doing nothing to her. So now the police are like, okay, who do we believe? What's going on? And maybe, and right now she's being charged with aggravated battery, you know, aggravated assault. You tried to kill him. Like you stabbed him. He's alive, but you need to be reprimanded for what you did. Right. So then Reggie. Reggie's health takes a turn of events. Turns out, Mr. Reggie was an alcoholic. And being in the hospital that long without alcohol 
really took a toll on his body. He started going through withdrawals. And when you go through withdrawals, well, and when he went through those withdrawals, he ended up slipping into a That's coma. crazy. People, like, as much as my sisters yeah, drink, I, I, watched I don't a, think they'd be sick without it. But there are some people, like, I ugh, I watched a documentary years ago. I don't know why it's just coming to me. And it was this man who was a, clearly an alcoholic, and he was cutting back. But even though he was trying to cut back, he still had to have, like, a little bit of alcohol each day. He still had to go to the store. They knew exactly at the liquor store his little vodka order because he still had to have that to stay alive at this And point. niggas be it's, act here acting like alcohol withdrawals. ain't as bad as a drug is all the rest of this shit. Like, <laughs> y'all just had to have one of y'all little vices. But a drug is a drug is a drug. <laughs> but y'all want to talk all that That's about it. weed. Y'all want to say all that stuff about weed. But really, it's alcohol worse. is... In my opinion, and my opinion, this is a true crime podcast, but this statement is not backed up by facts. In my opinion, alcohol is way you more know. dangerous than weed. Because alcohol, you have to do a process to make it alcohol. Weed, you <laughs> throw it off the ground. Natural. Right. A little black light, a little humidity, <laughs> and you good. Because Reginald slipped into this coma because of lack of alcohol... The doctors told his family, they were like, look, if he's so deep in this coma, if we get him back, if we get him back, he is going to be damn near in a vegetable state. So his family had to make the really tough decision to pull the plug. And 10 days after, on April 13th, 2011, Reginald officially passed away. Here's the thing. He slipped into the coma because of the lack of alcohol. However, the medical examiner put on his medical exam, you know, the write-up at the end of his death, that his cause of death was complications due to so a stabbing. So with the piece of paper that you're trying to refer to be his death certificate? Nope. It is his autopsy nope, report? It's the okay. autopsy. <laughs> there you go. Okay. I know words. I know true crime <laughs> words. So yeah, his autopsy report. Yeah. So so now because of because the medical examiner put that on his autopsy report, Crystal's charges got up to murder. And now Crystal has to go to trial for what? The If you're listening to this, you probably already know what I'm about to say. That today is the day for you to start your podcast. You have everything that you need. Your computer, a little microphone, and Spotify for podcasters. It is the all-in-one platform where you can host, edit, and record your podcast and distribute it everywhere. Where you're listening right now, you can have your podcast there. I promise, for real. And it's free. And you can make some money off of your podcast for free. Free money. Free money is out there. Just go get it by starting your podcast today. Streaming October 6th on Paramount+. Plus. First place I learned about death was a pet cemetery. Dead things buried in that land. But come back. There's something else. Something's wrong with Timmy. He needs time to adjust. That's not Timmy. Something's talking through him. Dead is better. Pet Cemetery Bloodline Rated R. Streaming only on Paramount Plus. Alright, so <clears throat> they're preparing for the trial on November 1st, 2011. Uh Crystal was deemed competent to stand for trial. On May 1st, 2012, Crystal's attorney took herself off. She recused herself. The reason being was she said Crystal was talking to the media too much and she was messing up her case. Like, girl, how am I supposed to to hit them with a sneak attack if you're telling them all our sneak attacks? Exactly. I'm trying to help you out and you're telling them everything. That's not how, that's not how it works, girl. Keep. You supposed to? We supposed to have surprise witnesses? Exactly. The the court is supposed to turn around and look at the door and be like, oh. And a hush went over the crowd and a murmur. Da, 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 you know what I mean? It just, it just, it's starting to feel like, maybe I'll say this for the end, but it's starting to feel like Crystal really just wanted the media. To, she really just wants to be in the spotlight. She wants to be a star. You know, those people that want bad attention, like Any attention, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, those girls that are like, man, I don't have, I'm not getting attention from my nigga. So let me start an argument because I need attention. So it's bad attention. Any attention will do. Yeah. I know those girls. <laughs> 
<laughs> she's one of them. And it's like, girl, there are better and more healthy ways to get attention from men, to get attention from the media, to get attention anywhere. You're funny. On February 20th, 2013, uh, Crystal was released on bail. <laughs> and she was on bail um, until her trial came up. And at the trial, Crystal argued that she stabbed Reggie in self-defense. She said she had been assaulted by him. He was abusive. He was beating up on her. And the prosecution argued that the forensic evidence was leaning more towards what Reggie said before he died. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And because he was stabbed in the left lung that tore through his diaphragm, his stomach, his colon, his left kidney, and spleen. So, like... This article I'm reading says it was a gaping stab wound. So finally, on November 22nd, 2013, she was convicted of second degree murder by a jury of seven men and five women. The judge sentenced her to serve a minimum of 14 years, two months and a maximum of 18 years in prison. Seems kind of on the low end, but I guess he's trying to factor in there was some self-defense in there. Yeah, because I guess there is that question if it was self-defense because it definitely seems like there was an argument that he started you know so it can't be first degree because it definitely wasn't premeditated and i wonder if she had that police officer testify on her behalf oh i think that he did and be like this nigga was acting a little while right and so like but the thing is how the stab wounds are set up that side it almost is like he was turning away but you to you know people who get into that we about to say the same thing (laughs) about to say the same thing because best believe like tazzy let's say you and i are fighting right and you and i are face to face boom 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 we up in each other's face nigga if you pull out a knife and you're already hand up if it's on it's on to turn and by that time you've already got the momentum in hand it's you're you're gonna i mean don't stab me friend but you're (laughs) momentum in hand you probably don't even see the fact that they're turning or it could have been like a turn to shield after he realized oh it's too late but that doesn't mean that she did not try to get away you know what i'm saying that means at the very last moment he made a split decision but the wheels were already in motion you or i mean we don't know really or they could have just been in it and niggas who fight niggas everybody in relationships don't fight contrary to popular belief but niggas who do they fight them niggas are box yeah yeah, which I'm real. I'm y'all don't need to know my business, but I'm learning that like people don't have to fight. All they the time. don't. A nice they do not. And you can still have Blows fun without mind. it. It's OK. You don't need all that drama. Drama yeah, is exactly. for TV. Save the drama for the stage. <laughs> In 2015, Crystal filed an appeal for her 2013 conviction due to the trial testimony that was allowed related to an argument with a man in 2010 she later filed grievances with the state of north carolina bar association against the attorney that filed the appeal and her attorneys from the 2013 murder trial the bar declined to take any action the bar was like look girl crystal mangum no no thank you but in 2018 they tried to hit crystal with some larceny charges even though she was still in prison because here's the thing when Crystal was found that night, you know, at her uh, babysitter's house or whatever, and she came in, she had not one, but two money orders. For $700. With Reggie. With Reggie's name on it. Here's the thing, though. And, well, they ended up dropping them because she was like, You can't steal a money order. It's rent. You can't steal a money order. It's rent. It's rent. He gave me rent money. So they had two money orders with his name on it for $700. And she was like, listen, that is rent. It also was like the second or the third. But the third, you know, late fees don't come in until mm-hmm. the fifth. So they was probably hurrying up trying to get that check and get the, get the rent paid. Mm-hmm. Child, so they ended up dropping those charges against Crystal because there wasn't really a lot of evidence. They couldn't hit her with no larceny charges. So Crystal is set to be released from prison on February 27th, twenty twenty six in five years y'all i see exactly what the fuck crystal's lawyer meant about she talking to the media too much because this girl will talk to anybody 
Okay, we were we were doing research for this case, and she's talking to this guy, and I'm pretty sure this guy doesn't even know who he is. He's like, "Oh, Ashley told me to reach out to you." And we both know Ashley, and Ashley said she might have a good story to tell, and doesn't really know much about her case, but she is talking, y'all. And she, oh, she's telling everything. she's telling everything. She was like, "They what? They they tried to make it seem like I was a liar in the Duke trial, but they didn't they didn't put out there that there was actually semen found. So so what about that?" And they they said this, but they didn't take into account this. And then, like, some of the points she was making was, like, very didn't really change my mind as points. <laughs> well, she said, you know, her two kids, her first two kids are actually living with their father. Um, and he was like, you know, my kids got to take care of, you know, my son got eczema. Yeah, she was like, my, my, I got to take care of my son. He got eczema. I was like, girl, do not throw eczema out here. Like, it is a disease disease, you know? <laughs> right. And the other thing about her is it's giving very, like... Your boy got dry skin. Your boy... <laughs> but it also is giving, like, before he could even ask her about her story, she was like, I'm in here, and I got, I'm got i immunodeficient, and they got me in here. And I think her message always gets caught in her mess. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, she like, bringing the wrong shit like, into it. I feel like there was a point, some points that she was really trying to get to in that interview. And I think she has another interview with a podcast. But do not ask us to reach out to her. It seemed like she made some points about like how she was being treated in prison and how like COVID regulations have been happening in prison. But she was just so messy with everything that she said. And some of the points were so off putting that I couldn't fully grasp her message. You know what I'm saying? Like, even her saying stuff like, you know, she's trying to get an appeal. She still, in this interview, maintains that she was raped at that Duke lacrosse party. And I, for one, still think that maybe something did happen. But going around pointing the finger, that's not how you go about it. And I feel like she still doesn't have any accountability for her own actions. actions. Right. Like, yes, somebody did wrong, but what did you do? You know what I'm saying? Or how did you handle the situation properly? I feel that. I feel that. So let's move on into. Well, I'm not black. I'm OJ. I ain't do it. But if I did, this is how I would get away with it. Let me tell you what I would do. As soon as that scandal hit, the first Duke scandal, and you messed up then, I would move out of the city. Or I got to go. I I don't understand. Maybe it's me. I'm going to pack up and move. You are. You travel more than anybody I know. Okay, maybe maybe my cousin. I moved four times in 2020. I moved four times in 2020. Too much. I'm a pack up. I'm a pack up and move type of girl. Like the vibe's gone. I'm <laughs> gone. Don't feel like I want it or need it. I'm gone. Scandal. Oh, I'm really gone. Like also, you can put into the argument that a new location doesn't change your past. You know what I'm saying? You have to put in that work too. Like therapy is real, y'all. But also, I wouldn't be living in no daggum Durham where I can't get a job. Well, that's where she's from. That's like you coming back to Atlanta, but you couldn't get a job. That's okay. That's that was the point. Job, but like people have resistance of going back to where they're from, and I get that. But and there's also the fact that there's support there. But sometimes you got to take that leap of faith, even if she was stripping in another state. I think she would have had better, just like options, just not being where there's a a a scar. But sometimes it's sometimes it's like do you need better options or do you need better decision making skills i think she needed a little bit of both like that's what i was saying a therapy is real like you you leaving the state doesn't run you away from your problems trust me i know but it definitely just kind of gives you at least peace of mind to clarify okay where did i go wrong and i don't think she ever got the chance to sit down and be like got the chance all them times she was in jail she didn't get no chance to sit down she had the chance (laughs) Never took the opportunity is the word that you're looking for. <laughs> great, great, great. Yes, that's it. Like, she never, but you, she didn't. And I, listen, y'all, I've been there. I'm sure that some of y'all have been there where it's just like, whoo, that was a bad decision. Gonna keep going. And never really sat down and thought, okay, how did this affect me? How did this affect the people around me? And those are the hard conversations to have with yourself. Trust me, I know. <laughs> But you have to have them. That's how you get better. That's how you make sure that you don't kill somebody. You're in prison, or get in shitty relationships. She got in, she got into that relationship with Reggie because she was an opportunist. My opinion. 
She she didn't want to stay with her auntie. She felt like a burden, and she knew that this nigga would take her and her three kids in. I feel like she was an opportunist. That's my personal opinion. Once again, that is not rooted in fact. What would you do? Did you say what you was going to do, or did you just give an opinion? I said I would move. I ain't do it, but if I did, I can't see myself ever letting knives get into play. I don't fight. I'm going to hit a nigga with an okay. You trying to argue with me? I don't argue. It's okay. You be like the sky is orange. I'm going to tell you one time what the truth is. It's blue. No, it's orange. Okay. You're not going to get me there. I would never find myself in this situation because what what the fuck you think you're doing putting hands on me? Did I put hands on you? Did I put hands on you? No. Right, and you can argue with somebody without putting your hands on. You them. can. It's, it's so it's possible. possible. I'm so. I'm. It's so I'm, possible. I promise you. Y'all, Tazzy and I have gotten into heated face to face. It ain't touched each nobody, other. You know what I mean? And and, and nobody is putting their hands on nobody because you once you cross, you can be, you can toe that line, but once you cross that line, you can't. You cannot uncross it. And is that right? And is that what you want to be? Is that who? You, is that the relationship you want to build? Is that how little you care about the other person? Or yourself, shit. Right. Parole or no parole, girl. Girl, I don't even care at this point. I don't even care. I, listen, listen. I it sound because that interview was pretty recent, and I think she did another. She was know, talking about COVID, women right? Crush, yeah, she was. That interview was pretty recent, and so it's giving that she has not done any growth. That's what it's giving, it, right? It's giving, I feel like I'm still talking to Crystal from the Duke scandal. Exactly. And so it bears the question, like, what is she doing in there? Did she learn anything? Is the prison helping you learn something? Are there programs put in place for you to learn something? Are you taking advantages of the programs put in place to, to learn something? Or are what are you doing? Um, so she's still set for release in 20, 2026. That's not a parole date. That's not an early release date because she... Um, she had a parole hearing. Of course, they declined it. So she's going to have to wait out her entire sentence. So in 2026, she will be legally out here. Hide your kids, hide your wives, hide your knives. <laughs> All right, y'all. I think that's it. Yep. Review, review, review. Reviews. Thank y'all so much for sticking around. I'm glad y'all are back. I hope y'all enjoyed your week. Okay, let me tell you. Let me tell you before we get into this. My family is so funny. Okay, first, it's my auntie texting me last week talking about where's the episode. I said, sorry, ma'am. I don't know if you weren't clued in, but there's no episode this week. We're taking a break. She's like, are you kidding me? It's her texting me today talking about I'm going to get an episode this week, right? (laughs) I was like, all right, (laughs) this is why this is why I can't be too public with you guys because y'all going to be on me (laughs) then. But yeah, then it's my cousin talking about some. It's, she said, I love it at the end when you say, talk to us, we talk back. I be feeling real special because I really, she really talked back to me. I call her on the phone and we talk about the cases together. <laughs> I was like, get out of here, dude. Not you feel, she's like, I really feel like I got special access at this point. I was like, listen, I'm dead. funny. Y'all are funny. I got one. Okay, so this one says, I love it here from KG0805. I love the, we don't need a real name. <laughs> it says, I love, love this podcast. I've been following you a while on TikTok and had to come here for more. I listen to you guys while I'm at work and it really gets through, gets me through my day. Marah, I knew I connected with you somehow. My birthday is May 6th also. Thank you, girl. M-A-R-A-H. Not M-A-R-A-H okay, but let me you. go, let me go. This one is... I'm picking this one because it was on Tuesday and that was my birthday. P.S. Thank you all for my birthday wishes. I've never had that many people tell me happy birthday. I was like, Tazzy, look at all your friends. <laughs> like, everybody saw you have a birthday. I was like, well, I really tried. To, I was trying to go back and respond to everybody or at least like it. It it became a bit overwhelming. But I appreciate each and every one of you guys. Promise, promise. So this review says, I love it here. I just started the podcast this past week and it's consuming most of my day. I love true crime anyway, but y'all sound just like me when my friends or cousins discussing these crimes. I suggested it to someone. I've suggested it to someone every day since I've started listening. I appreciate that. Tell a friend to tell a friend. That's all I'm really asking. And that's all I care about. Exactly. We're just trying to make sure that everybody gets a piece of these stories. You know, you know what I'm saying? Tell anybody who's not a hater. 
Yes, tell all the nah, because we don't want no hateration in this dancery, okay? No violations in this dancery. Um, okay. I think we're That's done, the friend. show. I got places to be. I bet you do. <laughs> uh, um, all right, y'all. If you want to keep up with us, you are always welcome to. You can email us at sistersuhkillpodcast at gmail.com. You can, what else can you do? You can tweet us at sistersuhkill. Follow us on Instagram at sistersuhkillpod. You can follow the discussion group. Make sure you answer all my questions to get in. Don't be asking don't be playing with me, okay? Or you can follow us on TikTok at Sisters Who Kill Podcast. Anything else, friend? Talk to us. We talk back. Oh, we almost forgot. <gasps> what did we almost forget? Okay, y'all. So there's this new thing on Anchor where you can leave us. Oh, we almost forgot. We have this amazing idea. <laughs> we have this amazing idea. Crap, I'm going to have to move Okay, y'all. Up. Y'all don't even um, have to listen to us okay. on Anchor. Just download it for this specific reason. For this specific thing, okay, so on Anchor, you can leave us voice memos. And with these voice memos, what we want to hear is y'all's, I didn't do it, but if I did. So it can be for any case, any case that we've had, any case in the past. You can do it for this case next week. We want to hear your, I didn't do it, but if I did, this is how I got away with it. And maybe, just maybe, we'll air it on the show. I know a lot of y'all been asking for a guest spot. This is as close as you're going to get. <laughs> so. Yeah, okay. So you can download it. So you can send us messages on Anchor. Voice memos saying I didn't do it. But if I did. And tell us the case. And how you would have gotten away with it. And you might hear yourself on the show. All right. We're gone for real. All right. Bye. Bye. Really hung up. That's funny. <laughs>